You are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Awakened Soul. This is the 420 special. Yes, even though I do not partake, I had to put something together for my, for my weed heads out there. I know this is a holiday to a lot of people. I'm not going to stop you from celebrating, but we're going to do it the Awakened Soul style. Since I, you know, admittedly, I don't partake in the ganja, the reefer, the sticky icky, the green, the Mary Jane. But I do know several people who do, and you'll hear them over the course of this podcast. So get ready. This is the Awakened Soul. This is the 420 special. I'll see you guys at the end of the show, but let's go ahead and get to the show. some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. You mean we're smoking dog shit, man? What is up, everybody? I know, I know. You're a little confused by this unfamiliar voice, but I assure you, CEO Hayes has left you in good hands. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Colin Weissong, and I will be the host for this special 420 episode of The Awakened Soul. Hayes has asked me to awaken your mind, body, and soul with some of the fun facts about the history of 420, the differences between indicas and sativas, what are terpenes, and sprinkled throughout the show, some familiar and unfamiliar voices will recant their stories of their first time getting high. So whether you've walked out at 10 a.m. this morning to protest our nation's gun control laws, or stayed at home to create cardboard light guns with Nintendo Labo, break it down, roll it up, and awaken your soul. Alright guys, as I promised, uh, we're here to learn about the two different types of weeds that you could possibly be smoking. Um, one type is indica, the other type are sativas. Now you can have hybrids, um, indica and sativa hybrids, where you know one might be more sativa or the other one might be more indica. But here we're going to talk about the differences between uh, the indicas and the sativas. Uh, so first off, indicas, uh, they're found mostly in the Middle East. They're about a shorter plant, average between three and six feet tall. Uh, the leaves of the plant usually have short, broad fingers, 
and the leaves are sometimes uh, tinged with purple. And as the plant ages, uh, the leaves become more purple. Uh, the plants tend to be strong smelling plants with a stinky or skunky odor. Uh, indicas are the traditional source of hash. I guess they're very, very keefy, um, so they, they create a lot of keef you can make hash from. Uh, when smoked, the smoke is thicker and more prone to cause coughing when uh, in, inhaled. Um, so the indicas are the ones that you would smoke if you were trying to get that couch locked effect, that body high. Um, they're usually the types of weeds that make you tired when you smoke them. Um, then you have your, your sativas. Uh, these are indigenous to Eastern Asia. As you can tell, most of these uh, plants are found in the Middle East and Asia. Uh, it is a taller plant, uh, anywhere between 8 to 12 feet tall. The leaves have long, thin fingers and are usually light green. Uh, in areas closer to the equator, the plants tend to have a more yellow pigment uh, to the, protect the plant from the, uh, the intense sunlight there on the equator. Sativa buds tend to be longer and turn red as they mature in a warm environment. In cooler climates, the buds may be slight purple. Uh, sativa plants give off a fruity sweet smell. And the smoke is quite smiled. It's a lot more pleasant. Um, and sativas also tend to be, well, when you hear say somebody when they want a heady high um, or something that's not going to get them tired and, and, and bog them down all that much, um, sativas are really what you're looking for. If you don't, if you want to kind of keep pace with the day and not, not be couch locked for the rest of the day and still be functional, go out there and get you some sativas. So those are pretty much the main differences in the uh, types of weeds that you would end up buying. So as I promised at the beginning of the show, I would go over talking about what are terpenes. Um, terpenes are essential oils that are found in a lot of plants. Um, insects can also have terpenes. But in cannabis, uh, terpenes are a new compound that have kind of been discovered since we've been uh, since we've had more access to study uh, the different effects of the plants and to find more about it. Thank you, federal government, for allowing us to do that. Um, you know, I just kind of wanted to educate you guys as well because you're going to start seeing like terpenes and things on any kind of packages that you might buy at the dispensary or if you get any kind of uh, anything in a, any, any kind of a professional package that's going to be approved by the FDA. They're going to have to sh- tell you what kind of terpenes are in it, how much CBD's in it, how much THC's in it. So it's you're going to need to know these things. And uh, what they found is that terpenes give the plant the, the smell, the aroma, the taste um, that, that one would you know, find. Like, say you're smoking a sour diesel. Uh, the terpenes in that are going to be what makes that, that really funky skunk smell of the sour diesel. Or like a blueberry. It's going to give it that real blueberry smell. Um, but they've recently found that terpenes do a lot more for... Uh, for you when you're smoking your weed, such as, um, you know, if you have more terpenes in one, they can, you know, relieve pain, they can, you know, give you a little more of a boost, Uh, some of them can, you know, make you a little more lethargic, others can, you know, affect the flow of dopamine, can affect the flow of serotonin, Um, it's really amazing the type of research that uh, has come about now that, that we have more access to studying the plants, um, you know, and, and it's amazing that they can mix all these different types of terpenes up into different combinations, um, as well as like THC levels and CBD levels to, you know, get different effects. It's almost like in How High, when uh, Method Man 
had, had different strains for different things. Um, and then, of course, he made the ivory. But, I mean, it's it's so true that, it, I mean, this is, this is probably why it's illegal, because it's the fact that you can do all these things with marijuana. I mean, it's, you can relieve pain, weight loss, bacteria growth, uh, reduce blood sugar levels. I mean, it's anti-diabetic. Um, it stimulates appetites, stimulates the immune system, reduces acid reflux, it can reduce, uh, promote bone growth. Um, I mean, just there's so many more useful things for, for marijuana and, and with the, the new studies and, again, research that they've done, they, they're finding more compounds that are going to be, I guess, beneficial. So, uh, yeah, so just keep an eye out for terpenes on your labels when you go out there and buy those things. Um, it may be a new word for you that you've never heard before, but, but don't worry, I, I got you. Smoke weed every day. So I honestly wouldn't be a good host if I didn't share my first time getting high. Back in 2001, 2002, I was like junior, senior in high school. Uh, some of my, like my really good friend growing up, uh, we, he was the one that kind of introduced me to smoking and, uh, we had the little Sherlock Holmes pipe that we got to, to start smoking out of. Uh, it was a lot easier to get than like going to a head shop and trying to get like a glass piece or as, as you know, we were just starting smoking out. We didn't know how to roll any joints or blunts or anything like that. So myself, uh, my friend Ben and my friend Dave, uh, we, we go to Ben's house. We, uh, we spark it up when his parents are home out on the back porch and then we immediately go upstairs, and the first thing I do, of course, is I go and I throw on some Pink Floyd, listen to Dark Side of the Moon, and, uh, you know, as I'm sitting there listening to it, uh, Ben and Dave, they leave the room, and I'm just sitting kind of in the corner, in this chair, really, really high, like, feeling great, feeling the music. Uh, if you haven't ever listened to Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon when you're high, I highly recommend it. Um, uh, just watch out for when time comes on, because the alarm clocks go off, and it, it might scare you if you're not paying attention. Dave and Ben came back upstairs to come check on me, and a uh, funny thing about this story is I literally saw them standing at the doorway when when they were, like, coming into the room. And, like, in a blink of an eye, they were, they were shaking me awake. And I, and I don't know how, like, I wasn't asleep. I was still conscious. My eyes were open, but it was like I saw them at the door, and the next thing I know, they had teleported and, and were shaking me awake. Um, I... I guess I had fallen asleep with my eyes open. I was just that high. But yeah, it was a great experience for me. And I hope you enjoy some of these other ones that we have coming up. Fine people of the awakened soul. I am the Andrew Bello, aka Mr. Woke, but I am not here to awaken your souls this week. No, no. I'm here to open your minds, uh, to open the doors of perception. All right, no, I'm not talking about LSD or anything too crazy. I'm talking about a little bit of weed. I uh, smoke some of it uh, more than uh, often occasion. Uh, not too often, though, so don't send the cops to my house. Uh, I have a daughter. I'd like to see her moving forward. So anyway, um, <laughs> this is a story about the first time I got stoned at the request of, of CEO Hayes and Rasslin Redneck. 
and uh, so here it is. So a little bit of backstory. Basically, when I was in high school, I did a bunch of after-school activities, and a couple friends that I made in some of those after-school activities, their names are Josh and Scott, and uh, they were buddies from the town over, and basically, like, I didn't know them until we got to high school. Our two towns merged to make one high school, and that's how I met them and how we became friends, and then, sure enough, we were in a lot of the same classes and activities and stuff together, so we became a pretty tight-knit circle. Uh, The two of them were, like, best friends. I was kind of the third wheel, ultimately kind of joined the group and became... You know, uh, I guess instead of a third wheel, we were more of like a, I don't know, whatever, an equal, an equilateral triangle, if you will. We all became equally close. And um, they were, you know, pot smokers from an early age. They went on to, uh, you know, run outside every so often and, and you know, smoke a joint or pack a musket, as we used to call it, or where you like pack a bunch of weed into the end of a cigarette or into an entire cigarette. Sometimes we'd do this sitting in the library at school. That was a little bit later on down the road. So anyway, these two, uh, trying to get me high for the first time, basically, they kept going and they were never really pressuring me in any way, shape or form. But eventually I said to them, all right, you know, if you guys can keep running off this, like this, like I want to come. And they were more than happy to oblige. We'd smoked, I don't know, three or four different times and every one of those first three or four times, I didn't get stoned. It was n- literally no different of an experience to me than smoking a cigarette, which I was unfortunately smoking at that time. And uh, I'm s- still smoking today. Don't smoke, kids. Uh, don't smoke tobacco, kids. Um, anyway, so I, I've, after three or four sessions of this, and yeah, thankfully they were nice enough guys, and we were all buddy-buddy. They didn't actually charge me for any of the weed that I consumed, which is a terrible waste because, again, I didn't get stoned at all. Uh, I was just basically smoking weed. They might as well flush it down the toilet. So I decided to go out and get a bag of my own from a, you know, random, sketchy, clearly drugged out kid in my high school, figuring that, you know, if anybody had the good weed, probably be this guy. So uh, sure enough, I get a, you know, get a dub from him and I go over to Josh's house and I'm like, hey, yo, me, you and Scott, let's go out. Let's go, uh, you know, smoke this and and maybe this will be the time that I actually get high. Well, Scott wasn't around, unfortunately. So it was just me and Josh, and he picked me up uh, actually at from my house and took me back to his house, and we were sitting around and, you know, trying to figure out what our plans were for the evening and uh, in addition to whatever we were going to do with this particular, uh, you know, marijuana, if you will, reefer. Uh, and so we he grabs a bowl that he happened to have. We hop in his car. It was a Chevy S10, and uh, we... we head on down the road we're kind of driving through the back roads of this little suburban town that he grew up in which is right next to the little suburban town that i grew up in and we're just you know kind of creeping crawling through back roads taking a couple hits of this bowl here and there we smoke about a third of this bag and it worked i was beyond high like i i to this day i've never been that particular brand of high I was just, I was literally seeing shit. Like, the way that people, you know, make it look in the movies, like, oh, whoa, like, no, my world was a goddamn kaleidoscope for about a half an hour. All I could see were, like, red and blue and yellow colors and shapes, almost like those weird shapes that form when you you look into a light and then you close your eyes, you could see, like, those little shapes. That's kind of like what everything looked like to me. So, um, we really had nowhere to go. He was the only one with a license, so it wasn't really like he could, like, drop me back off of my car and send me home. Um, and, and he definitely didn't want to drop me off at home because I was 
really stoned and this is like the first time i got high and uh, you know he didn't want to just send me back in there they'd never let me come out and hang with him again my parents that is so uh and there was no way i was gonna be able to control myself under any circumstances i was a giggly mess for a while so we ended up kind of still cruising around the back roads of Vizden, a little town. We end up getting to a street, and we end up just kind of parking at the top of the street. We're listening to music, Pink Floyd, of course, because that's like, you know, the most cliche you can thing you can listen to when you're a, uh, you know, a stoned white teenager in the suburbs. And we're kind of just sitting there just laughing, and we're talking, and I'm trying to explain to him what I'm seeing, and he's just high enough to where it's making sense to him. And that was really it. I mean, ultimately, uh, what ended up happening is we, we sat in his car parked at the top of that street for hours, like four hours. And eventually, one of us got a call from our parents, and it was time to call it a night. So he drops me back off at my parents' house. He goes back to his parents' house. And uh, that was the first time that I ever got stoned. Uh, to give you a little bit of a, you know, uh, a to-be-continued or a, a little bit of a information about how all of that progressed later on down the road, uh, just nothing to do with pot, but Josh and Scott, we were best friends for a good chunk of time until I started dating Josh's sister. Uh, we were a thing for quite a while, and then ultimately I dumped her, and Josh wanted to murder me. Things were never quite the same ever again, as you can imagine. Uh, Josh would later go on to be a West Point cadet and a Rhodes Scholar, and uh, I actually don't talk to him at all anymore, but I do still see his sister on occasion. As a matter of fact, she was a uh, the, she was with me the night that I decided I was never going to drink again because I was at a party with her and I got way too drunk and I don't I don't ever need to drink again. So uh, for me, Mary Jane is my uh, my substance or, or I guess vice of choice, and uh, I'm going to be enjoying it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, maybe even twice on Sunday, regardless of what the date is, but it is 420, so I hope you enjoyed my rather meaningless story, and I I hope you, you know, like I said at the top, or may have said at the top, uh, you know, hope you light one up, hope you enjoy your day, kick back, relax, eat some fucking junk food, and enjoy yourselves. It's 420, bitches. Have fun, and thanks for listening to my story. I'm the Andrew Bello. You can find me on Twitter at BelloBeingBello. You can find me on the Wrestling World Podcast Network. You can find me on Hameen Media. You can even occasionally find me on the In Beta Podcast. But most definitely, you'll be able to find me here on occasion on The Awakened Soul, where I'll be opening some minds uh, with, with some less substancy sort of topics. But uh, yeah, uh, as always, I rambled on for too long. I'll catch you guys soon. Peace!
we're back, and as I promised earlier in the intro, I'm here to awaken your mind. Let's start with the history and how 420 became the stoner holiday. Apparently, there are some common misconceptions about today. Shout out to the homie Fane Black, who recently did an episode of the Embedded Podcast about common misconceptions. Definitely check that out. Most people think 420 is police code for smoking. Others believe it's Hitler's birthday. Yeah, he, he was born on April 20th, 1889, but who really wants to celebrate that fuck's birthday? 420 was started, oddly enough, by five men who called themselves the Waldos. They began by meeting after school at 420 to smoke. Later in life, one of the Waldos became a roadie for the Grateful Dead's bassist, Phil Lesh. The term 420 caught on with the dead, and in 1998, High Times told their story, and the Waldos have been coined the creators of 420 ever since. So it was good, y'all. It's A-Track Brown, you know, CEO Hayes. What's going on, baby? So I was going to tell you real quick about the first time I got high. First time I got high, I was about maybe 19 years old. Me and my homeboy went to get a bag from this dude I knew on my block who sold weed. Um, we wanted to see how it was, you know, like most most young people do. The curiosity got to us. So, you know, we rolled the blunt. I didn't think I was going to be good at rolling it. He said he didn't want to do it, so I said, fuck it, I'll do it. Put the whole bag in. Um, don't remember what kind of weed it was, but it definitely wasn't a regular shit. Um, so my first time rolling a blunt was a successful one. Um, and we smoked in Riverside Park. I was living in Harlem at the time. And um, was it Riverside Park? It was some park in Harlem, all the way at East End, uh, at the West End Avenue, or whatever. Uh, so we smoked, and of course, the first thing that happened is we got fucking paranoid. You know, people was walking by. We thought they was the fucking cops. We didn't know who to trust. You know, my heart was pounding and shit like that. Some homeless dude with dreadlocks came up and started telling us some crazy ass story. And he was telling us this story, and we was looking at each other like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I think this dude's going to kill us. I leaned over to my homeboy. I said, yo, on the count of three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking start running, right? Because this dude is going to fucking do something. I don't know what he's doing, but but he's, he's telling us this story, and it's going to end with him pulling out a knife. So on the count of three, get this, just, just start fucking running, all right? And, and I'm telling him this shit in his ear, and this guy's still sitting there talking, yada, 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 going crazy and shit, laughing. And so I just go... And I get up and I start running And then my boy starts running And he's like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? So we leave the park And I'm ahead of his ass And I'm just waiting for him to come He was a little heavy set, So he was he was uh, further behind me So then I was just like, yo, yo We gotta go back to my house We gotta go back to my house We gotta go back to my house So started walking And I, I swear to God, yo I started getting so fucking dizzy I started getting so dizzy. I was walking up 116th Street in the middle of the fucking street. Almost got hit by a bus. Got home. 
Um, I was like, yo, I cannot go into the house. I smell like weed. So in my building where I lived at in Harlem, there was this bathroom right next to the laundry room. So I got I got this uh, bottle of ammonia and I sprayed my homeboy. And then my homeboy sprayed me with the ammonia. We rubbing all over our bodies, making sure that my moms don't smell that shit because we ain't have no cologne. What no thing is what no such thing as Axe body spray when I was nineteen. So we do he's trying to do all of that shit. What no Febreze either. So we go in the house. I'm sitting down. He's sitting down, we just looking at each other, we mad fucking quiet. My mother's sitting there, she cooking food and shit, and she mad quiet. And we just like, yo, just don't say nothing, don't say nothing. Get up, go to the room, start playing video games. My mother calls me in the room, she uh, calls me into the kitchen. I go, what's up, mom? She goes, which one of y'all niggas was smoking weed? And that's pretty much the end of it right there. You don't want to know what happened next. So that's me, A-Track Brown. That's my experience the first time I got hot. Later. Turn this shit off. shit off. Hey there. Fame Black here. Ready to tell you some shit that went down the first time I got high. Well, let me preface, right? I got... I had smoked before, but I never really, like, got super high. Like, I never felt what all the fuss was about. I never... I thought I thought I was one of those people like, oh, the weed just don't affect me. But then, later on in the game, I was 25. Uh, a friend of mine leaves half a blunt at my place, and I get into an argument with my ex... And we had just broken up at the time, so she had just became my ex, and we're still, you know, hashing out all the, you really gonna leave for real, and all this other bullshit. And then, so she stressed me out, so I'm like, you know what, I need to chill, I'm stressed out, let me smoke this. Even though I thought it wouldn't do anything. I don't know if I inhaled properly, or the weed was super strong, and it didn't matter what you did. All I know is, like 15, 20 minutes later, I started thinking to myself, you know what? I should go to her house. I should bring this shit to her door. I don't know why I thought that. But anyway, I was like, this is a great idea. I got dressed and I headed to the trolley stop because she was only a few trolley stops away. But here's the thing. It took me like 45 minutes to cross the street. Not because it's a busy street, but because to me, the street was a million miles long. And I mean long. Then, while I'm waiting for the trolley, I get super spooked and I feel like the trolley's gonna hit me if I stand up. So I like lock myself onto the bench and the trolley comes, looks at me, and I'm like, nah, I'm cool. This is where I need to be. And he drives off. I don't know why. Uh, obviously, I was in need of help. Um, so I'm like, never mind, fuck it. I won't go because I'm, I'm obviously high. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, let me go back across the street. And I know that I'm fucked up because I'm talking about I don't want the light to see me. So I start crouching, trying to avoid the traffic light. Don't know why. Once again, don't know why. I make it back to my apartment, which again, and I don't, I'm not trying to undershoot it. It's literally like once you walk out the apartment door and you cross the street, that is the trolley stop. I don't know why it's taking me so long to make all this movement. I get to the front door of the apartment building. I sit on the bench because I'm so wiped out from crossing the street and being super high. The man across on the other bench, he's looking at me and he goes, uh, nice night, huh? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 it's real nice. He was like, yep, this reminds me of my stakeout days. 
stakeout days. He's like, yep, I'm a retired cop. And most of my friends are still on the force. And we hanging out tonight. I'm just waiting for him right now. Now, it's not illegal to be high. And I didn't have any weed on me. But I didn't know either one of those things. So I was like, oh, that's so nice. Gotta go now. And I ran to the back door. <laughs> and not, not only that, when I ran to the back door, I got in. And I had one of those old school scary elevators. And it was like you had to pull open the grate. And it was like, and it's very old timey. And I freaked out inside of it because I was having, I was having a, I'd never been this high in my life, you know, and I smoked weed before. So it was real crazy. So I'm like really freaking out. Couldn't get in the elevator, ran to the back door. So I took the stairs all the way, three floors up to my apartment from the basement because I came in through the back door. So four floors. And I ran inside my apartment and hid under the covers as if someone was chasing me, which they weren't, because nobody gives a shit. But, um, you know, I calmed down. I watched some cartoons. I really enjoyed those cartoons. Um, that was just like, it was that kind of fear and adrenaline that made me go, ooh, you know what? You got some more weed? Let me let's see what that's about. And I think that's how the habit started. So my first time getting high was awesome. Thanks. Stop singing this song because I'm high. I'm singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I don't know why. Why, man? Because I'm high. Because I'm high. Because I'm high. Are you really high, man? What's up, guys? We're back. I've got another story for you, but it's uh, it's about my friend Seaflow's first time getting high. It was one time after work, myself, my friend Matt, our other friend Cook, and Seaflow, uh, we decided to go back to my house. Uh, Chris really wanted to try weed for the first time, so we thought we'd get together, roll a blunt for him, watch a funny movie. So when we get to the house, I'm kind of break it all down, we roll up the blunt, and I'm telling him, you know, as when you hit this, you're probably not going to get high the first time. Usually most people, they don't get high their first time because they don't realize that you have to inhale, you know, breathe in again after you after you hit the blunt or the joint or the bowl or the bong. So we pass it around to him, you know, he's just like, oh, you know, I smoke black and milds, I know how to inhale. We start watching this movie called Orgasmo, and the beginning song in Orgasmo is, well, you know, I'll let you hear it for yourself. Man, is it the power in his hands? Is it his quest for glory? Give it all you got to, to fight to the top so we can know your story. Now you're a man, a man, man, man. Now you're a man, a man, a man, a man, a man, man, man. You are now a man, you're a man. Now you're mortal. Live it, live it. 
man is it the woman in his arms just cause she has big titties or is it the way he fights every day no it's probably the titties now you're a I look over, and Chris has the biggest shit-eating grin on his face. His eyes are practically closed, and he just looks at all three of us and is like, yeah, I really, really feel this right now. Um, he he was high. Most people would say he was higher than giraffe pussy. And, and that night, he never looked back from smoking weed. And to this day, I'm sure if I could hit him up, he would remember that story very well. First time you ever got high. High school, man. Hey, Wes, I'm going to get with you in third period tomorrow. I'll holler at you. Guys, this has been the 420 episode of The Awakened Soul. I have to thank you if you made it through. Um, hopefully you didn't get too high that you passed out midway through. Um, yeah, I, I have yet to smoke today, so I'm going to going to sit down and enjoy something when I'm done here. Guys, make sure you give CEO Hayes a follow. Um, I got to thank that man for allowing me to come on here and do this. Uh, I know The Awakened Soul is his baby. Uh, it it's, was his side chick that now became his main chick. And and without him, I wouldn't be here. Um, shouts out to Urban Mogul Life, The Breaks Media, and The WWPN uh, where I reside, uh, doing wrestling commentary as Wrestling Redneck. Um, so follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Redneck, R A S S L I N R E D N E C K. Give CEO Hayes a follow on Twitter at CEO Hayes, that's H A I Z E. Guys, be safe out there celebrating 420 today. Don't do anything stupid. Don't celebrate Hitler's birthday. Don't go to the 10 o'clock protest of guns that David Hogg is doing. Uh, Go to GameStop, go to Walmart, go to Best Buy, go buy you a Switch, go get some Nintendo Labo, which comes out today, go build you a cardboard gun, play some uh, play some Duck Hunt, or, you know, buy you a fat sack, sit on the couch, watch How High, Half-Baked, listen to your favorite, I guess, weed CD, you can listen to some Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, maybe some Wiz Khalifa or, or The Chronic 2001, or the original one, whichever you prefer. Um, like I said, guys, I've had a lot of fun. Um... I hope to do this again. Maybe I'll see you guys next year. We'll talk some different stuff. We'll have some different stories. Uh, you've been listening to The Awakened Soul. Peace.
Oh, wait. Did you guys think you were going to get through a whole podcast without me telling my story of the first time I got high? Boom. Let me set the scene. Living in Germany. I was 13 at the time. You know, you know what? I take that back. I think I was, yeah, I was about 12 or 13 at the time. Me and my friend Eric were kicking it. Um, he had, he, he's already smoking and we skipped school that day. It was a Friday and I was, we were going to, it was like a, a school dance or something at the teen center afterwards. So we basically had the whole day to just do whatever. And when we got on the train to go, uh, to Heidelberg from Mannheim, which is where we live the whole time he's reenacting the whole scene from Friday. We're going to get you high today. We're going to get you high today. I'm like, I'm not getting high, dude. I'm going to drink, but I'm not going to get high. It's not that big a deal. So we go, we meet his weed, man. We are on the train on the way back and he's smoking. He's like, dude, you're going to hit this before the end of the night. You're going to hit this. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. He was like, look, we're going to kick it tonight. It's going to be a party. Just go ahead and hit it. So I, I, I hit it a couple of times. Don't really inhale. He was like, dude, you're not inhaling. You're not going to get high. So he says, inhale, sticks his hand over my mouth and kind of like, like holds it in there to where I kind of gasped and I have to inhale. At that point, I coughed a little bit. Wasn't that bad. Um, so keep smoking, keep smoking, keep smoking. I don't feel anything. We get back. We getting ready for the school dance. We go to the school dance and. I mean, I had the time of my life. I was high as fuck. By the end of the night, we get back, and I'm just sitting around, and I'm just, I'm hungry as shit. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. We go, we find, um, it was like, fuck, it was like 11, 30, 12 at night. Keep in mind, I'm not an adult. I'm, I'm 12 or 13 years old, so that was late as fuck to me back then. So we're trying to find... We're on a military base, so it's not like it's a White Castle or anything you can just eat late at night when you got the munchies. We end up going over to this girl's house. Her parents were home. She cooks us something. Have no idea what happened the rest of the night. I don't know. I was drunk and high, but that was the first time I got high. Peer pressure is a motherfucker. Don't don't relate to peer pressure. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening to this 420 special. Um, that's it. I'll see you guys next week for a full episode. Well, just in a couple of days for a full episode of The Awakened Soul. Thank you to Colin, 8-Track Brown, Fame Black, Andrew Bello, everyone who contributed to, to do this. Guys, this was really a hands-off episode to me. The editing, almost everything of it besides the, the opening was all done by Colin Y. Song. So, shouts out to him. I said before, he's going to do big things in this podcast game, so look out for him. Thank you. I'll see you guys in a couple of days. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.